In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other who will fight for us, save but you, our God. In this episode of the Memento Traditionis podcast, I'd like to give you some information about the Angelic Warfare Confraternity. This is a confraternity that I am a member of, and one that I would like to recommend for your consideration in joining. It exists to promote personal as well as societal chastity and purity, something that is sorely needed today, as I'm sure you all know, based on what you see out in the world, in the media, and so on. And this confraternity is a group of Catholics who have decided to join together to pray for these intentions, both personally as well as for the culture. And this is something that you can join if you're a Catholic above the age of 18, Um, although you could certainly pray the prayers before that. And if you don't or are not sure you want to join yet, you could also choose to pray the prayers, which I will be including in an episode shortly after this one. But whether or not you struggle with chastity is not of the utmost importance on determining if you should join this confraternity. If you do struggle, then this will certainly help you because you'll have the prayers of the confraternity praying for you to increase this virtue. On the other hand, if you do not struggle with this, you can be praying for those people that they could uh, share in the graces that you've received for chastity. So either way, this is for people that think that is an important virtue that needs to be spread and needs to grow among and in our world. So I'm going to read a pamphlet that I have here from the Angelic Warfare Confraternity about how it came about and what exactly it is so that you can have some more information on that. I'll just note first off that this is a confraternity that the Dominicans oversee. So if you're looking to join this, you can go to your local Dominicans if you have any, or you can ask a priest in your diocese to get permission from the Dominicans that are assigned to your area. Now, you may not have any Dominicans in your area, but you at least have, they have a sort of oversight over that, a specific province, they call it. So, for example, I live in the eastern United States, and there's an eastern province, so I don't have any Dominicans that live more than a few hours away from me, so they're not exactly in my area. However, I do live within what they would consider their eastern province. So if I'm going to join the confraternity, which I have, I joined through the eastern province. So basically, you'll want to find out what province oversees the confraternity in your area. And if you have Dominican, you can go speak to them and find out how to join Otherwise, you can ask your priest to receive permission from the Dominicans to administer the enrollment ceremony to you. Okay, so let's get on and read this pamphlet. This one is called St. Thomas Aquinas and the Angelic Warfare Confraternity. And I got this at angelicwarfare.org. So you can certainly check that out. Um, That's specifically for the confraternity for my province, 
um, for my area. Now, we're, all the confraternities are one confraternity no matter where in the world you sign up, but this one particularly is the one that I went through. Um, so you'd have to, I'm sure they might have links to other ones in other countries on their website, but at the very least, you could go here, angelicwarfare.org, and find out more about it, and they'll give you some more information. So let's read the pamphlet. Thomas Aquinas was born in Italy about 1226. His parents, Landolfo and Donna Theodora, were well-to-do members of the lesser nobility. Thomas's eldest brother, Amo, was a crusader. Another brother, Rinaldo, also a soldier, was a poet of some renown. Of another brother, Landolfo, we know little except that Thomas believed he would be spending time in purgatory. Thomas, the youngest son, undertook the greatest adventure of them all and became one of the church's greatest saints. The custom of the time was that the youngest son would enter religious life. To that end, Thomas's parents sent him to be raised in the Benedictine Abbey of Monte Cassino, where his parents expected he would be made abbot once he came of age. Thomas was described as a large, tall youth. According to an early biographer, he was a quiet boy with an unusually mature bearing, saying little but already thinking much, rather silent and serious, and seemingly much given to prayer. In 1239, when he was about 15 years old, Thomas was sent to complete his education at the University in Naples. Thomas had been born a few years after the death of St. Dominic, founder of the Order of Preachers, the Dominicans, a revolutionary new order unlike any known up to that time. Its members' lives revolved around praying, studying, preaching, and teaching. Dressed in hooded white habits with handsome black capes, the friars of St. Dominic lived and worked not hidden in rural monasteries, but in medieval cities. Devoted to apostolic poverty like the sons of St. Francis, they begged for their food and lived in simple community houses. In Naples, Thomas encountered these begging and preaching friars on the streets. At the university, he knew them as fellow students and was impressed by their dedication to study. At some point, the young Thomas made a radical decision. Religious life, yes, but a grand abbey, no. At about 19 years of age, Thomas abandoned the glorious career his parents had planned for him and became a humble begging friar, receiving the habit of St. Dominic around April of 1244. Thomas and the master of the order immediately set out north on foot toward Bologna with plans to go to Paris. The Dominicans had already had experience with disgruntled parents and they wanted to avoid conflict with Thomas's family. In Paris, Thomas would be out of reach of his powerful family. It is not exactly clear how Donna Theodora heard of all this, but she was definitely not pleased. Rinaldo and perhaps Landolfo rode forth with a company of soldiers. Capturing Thomas on the road, they violently separated him from his religious superior. Despite Thomas's resolute will, his brothers compelled him by brute force to return home. Once there, Thomas was held in the tower of the family castle under house arrest for over a year. His abduction created quite a stir. The Dominicans even appealed to the Pope in an effort to retrieve their brilliant novice. Donna Theodora and Thomas's brothers tried every inducement to convince him to change his mind. Religious life was fine, but not as a begging friar. One sister, Marietta, argued vigorously with Thomas until he persuaded her to become a nun. 
Later in life, she would become the abbess of her Benedictine monastery. After a number of attempts at breaking Thomas's will, his brothers conceived one last plan. While Thomas was alone, his brothers introduced a prostitute into his room. They were certain that physical temptation would drive him to break his vow of chastity, after which he would surely abandon his religious vocation. The plan did not work as intended. Immediately, Thomas snatched a burning brand from the hearth, drove her from the room with it, and slammed the door behind her. He emblazoned the sign of the cross on the door with the red-hot brand and fell to his knees in prayer. With tears of thanksgiving in his eyes, he prayed to be preserved in his chastity, purity, and intention to live the religious life. According to the records of his canonization, Thomas immediately fell into a mystical sleep and had a vision. Two angels came to him from heaven and bound a cord around his waist, saying, On God's behalf, we gird you with the girdle of chastity, a girdle which no attack will ever destroy. The angel's gift preserved Thomas from sexual temptation and bestowed upon him an enduring purity that ennobled all his thoughts and actions. In the records of his canonization, many witnesses remarked about Thomas's unusual purity and chastity. Over his lifetime, his conduct concealed that he had indeed received a special grace of chastity and purity, a grace that he now shares with others through the communion of saints. After the death of St. Thomas Aquinas, some people began to imitate him by wearing a cord blessed in his honor and praying for his intercession to help them live purely. This devotion proved so helpful to living chastely that word spread about the grace that comes from wearing a blessed cord and praying to St. Thomas. By the 16th century, there were so many people practicing this devotion that the Dominican friars organized them into an official confraternity. A confraternity is a supernatural fellowship between people who make a sacred pact to pursue some good together as a team or as a brotherhood. For some goods are easier to pursue together rather than alone. The Angelic Warfare Confraternity is a group of people bound to one another in love and dedicated to pursuing chastity together under the powerful patronage and help of St. Thomas Aquinas and the Blessed Virgin Mary. The confraternity officially began in 1649 when Father Francis Dewarder's Order of Preachers drew up statutes of the Militia Angelica Divi Thomas Aquinatis. In 1727, Pope Benedict XIII approved it as an apostolic confraternity under the direction of the Dominicans and endowed the confraternity with many indulgences to encourage people to join. St. Aloysius Gonzaga, Blessed Columba, Blessed Stefana, and Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati belonged to the confraternity. In 1923, Pope Pius XI wrote Studiorum Ducem, his encyclical on Thomas Aquinas. Realizing how the teaching of St. Thomas Aquinas was urgently necessary for the Church, Pius XI declared St. Thomas the patron of all Catholic schools, colleges, and universities. The Pope also strongly urged membership in the Angelic Warfare Confraternity as a special help in the battle for chastity and purity. Pius XI wrote, If St. Thomas had not been victorious when his chastity was in peril, it is very probable that the Church would never have had her angelic doctor. When the confraternity was first founded, the Church established an official blessing of the cord of St. Thomas and those who wear it. Later, Pius XI decreed that members may instead wear a blessed medal if they wish. This official blessing or sacramental is still available to all the faithful. It is a unique sacramental in the Church because it is, in effect, a blessing of one's human sexuality.
The church entrusted this sacramental to the Dominican order, and to this day only Dominican priests or priests with authorization from the director of the confraternity can give this blessing. By receiving the blessing and having one's name inscribed in the register, one is perpetually enrolled in the Angelic Warfare Confraternity, receives St. Thomas Aquinas as one's personal patron, and is offered a share in his grace of chastity. Furthermore, members pray daily for one another to grow in purity and chastity. Many people who enroll in the confraternity today testify to experiencing powerful deliverance from sexual temptation, greater strength in the battle to live chastely, holy renewal of marriages, and healing of wounds from past sexual sin. Such graces are offered to all who enroll, but they are not received fully or fruitfully without the intention and effort of each individual to cooperate with these graces. For this reason, the confraternity regularly issues publications that help members to live out the graces of purity and chastity. Gradually, one learns how to cooperate with these graces unto true chastity, freedom, and happiness. There are no magic wands to, that make all of one's problems go away, but there is hope in Christ Jesus for those willing to go to the cross with him. So, as you can see, this is a great benefit to anyone who chooses to join this confraternity, whether you struggle or not, it, we would certainly benefit as the body of Christ to help our brothers and sisters and to seek ourselves to grow in chastity and purity. So whether or not you're single or married or a priest or religious, whatever your state in life or whatever vocation you might think that you're called to, everyone is called to chastity and purity. And so I would suggest that you consider perhaps joining this confraternity or at the very least taking up the prayers that uh, the confraternity prays every day, which I will be including in the next episode. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen.